Hello and welcome to this podcast which is about the assessment for focusing on the individual in year one of our social care degree. Thank you for listening first off hopefully you find this podcast useful and what I'm looking at in this podcast is the assessment guidelines that have been provided online for in relation to the assessment for focusing on the individual. I'm uh, You may hear clicks and etc on this podcast that's because I'm online looking at the very assessment as we speak. So Looking at the guidelines, you can see that the essay is worth 75%, reflection activities worth 15%, and online activities are worth 10%. You're assessed, the essay it contains 10% on presentation and structure, uh, referencing 5%, referencing style 5%, introduction 5%, main bodies 45%, and conclusions 5%. So it's your standard essay. So I'm going to focus on the essay first. And looking down here, so you're going to produce a Google document, as you have been doing for exploring disability and I don't know what other assignments you would have done in first year, but exploring disability would have been the second one, I think. So therefore, you're in focus on the individual. The, you have the essay. The essay asks, person-centered planning, PCP, is a process that puts the person with a disability at the center of all decision-making in relation to the person. The process seeks to determine the desired future of the individual and the supports that people requires to move into the future. Consider this statement in light of the HICWA National Quality Standards for Residential Services for People with Disabilities and policy development requiring the development of person-centred services. Discuss the benefits and challenges for organisations in developing a person-centred approach using the concepts and materials outlined in the module and make recommendations. So, making recommendations is the last part. And you have 2,500 words. The word count is 10% either way. So somewhere between 2,250 and 2,750 words. So your structure, going back to the document, is... So you have your introduction. Introduction is your standard OTC introduction. Look at your feedback. If this has been an issue, make sure it contains these elements. The first element is define what you're talking about. In this case, person-centered planning. Okay, that's the first element of your introduction. Second element is, what's your experience of it? Are you a complete novice to it? Have you been involved in person-centered planning? Do you do person-centered planning yourself? And also, where's your organization in relation to it? So that's the second element of the introduction. And the third element is your roadmap, which is, this is how I'm going to answer this question. Your introduction, at most, should be 250 words. If it is more than a page long, it is too long, so therefore, 250 words of an introduction. You get all those three elements in, so that's introduction. And then you're going to start to answer the question, and that's key. Make sure you answer the question. I've marked so many assignments down through the years, and people have written brilliant stuff, but unfortunately, uh, when it comes to the question they've been asked, no, they actually want to answer a question that they wish was there or what they know about rather than what's actually asked. And here's quite clear. So the first part of it, if you look at it, is you have the statement. Persons under planning is a process, etc., etc. And then consider the statement in the light of HICWA National Quality Standards. Now, at this particular juncture, you need to know who HICWA is, what they do, and where does person-centeredness fit in. There was There's a good document I've looked at in the past which is and I've got it here in front of me is uh, and I'll put it up online a guide to the national standard for safer better healthcare, and it looks at what particular what's why standards are important 
and it looks at and it looks at the draft standards in relation to Hickwith. So this was before the actual standards were produced, but it produces it looks at a very interesting bit about person centered care and support, which is seen as an adding to the culture of quality and safety. So person centered care and then theme one is person centered care and support and healthcare should respect the values and dignity of its service users and be responsive to their rights and needs. The wishes and the needs of each individual should be balanced with those of the service users. Now, when you're answering your essay questions, you've done the introduction and then you're into my next section would probably be what is person-centered planning? Now, it's interesting because we've asked you to look at it through the lens of HICWA. Now, person-centeredness is a slippery concept because it is, it's interesting in how it's evolved down through the years. It, it, was, it really started, I suppose, way back in the 70s and 80s with uh, Wolfensberger and uh, underpinning it. And then we have John O'Brien and Forrest and Pierpoint all looking at, at circles of support and person-centered planning. And that was pure person-centered planning. Services then uh, in Ireland, going over to services in Ireland, they would have looked at person-centered planning and said, oh yeah, we we can do that. But is, is it real person-centered planning? Person-centered planning is where the person is at the center, the exact center of everything that affects them. Now, HICWA obviously looks at the wider healthcare as well. So in, in a hospital, say you broke your leg and you were in hospital, there may be person-centered care, but it's different for people within disability services because services are providing the complete menu for their life. They're providing their residential care. They may be providing their work placement, et cetera, et cetera. So, you need to be clear about how you define person-centered planning. And that's the next section. So what is person-centered planning? So then we're going to look at, you know, discuss the benefits and challenges for organizations in developing a person-centered approach. So that's your next section. So discuss the benefits and challenges for organizations. Again, services down through the years, some services have said to me, Yes, of course we do person-centered planning. The person's involved in everything. Are they? Is a question to ask. And in providing person-centered planning, even the essence of it, which is the essence what you're going to look at in the workshop with Neve, in relation to the six phases, how difficult, what's the benefits for the service, for organizations? So the benefits is obviously they provide person-centered care, ensuring human rights, ensuring what the person wants at the center, if it's a real person-centered plan with a circle of support. But what are the challenges for the organization to go that way? Many organizations still have not embraced that full person-centered planning approach, which is to look at circles of support, etc. So, and indeed, are people still involved in the, even taking away that part, the circles of support part, are people still involved in the planning for their life? You know? organizations there's service planning that needs to happen and that's around health and medical care etc but person-centered planning is about what does the person want out of life and is it being provided so that's your next section discuss the benefits and challenges and then so that could be two sections so you have your introduction what is person-centered planning what are the benefits of person-centered planning for organizations what are the challenges for organizations so that's heading four so one is introduction, two is what is PCP, three is what are the benefits, four, what is the challenges, and then five is 
okay, if these are the challenges, I'm going to make recommendations. Now, recommendations, I, I wouldn't, like, don't just produce a list. What you need to do is, from what I've written, and it needs to be based on what you've written, so your recommendations should not be disconnected from what you've previously written, because I've seen that before, where people have made impassioned arguments about something and then the recommendations bear no linkage to what they previously said so the recommendations and i would choose maybe three key recommendations if you were to sit down with your manager or your ceo or whatever and say look if our organization wants to go forward in relation to person-centered planning it needs to do this this and this now it's not a full action plan but it, it needs to be more than a sentence so your recommendations are really this this and this so for the first one might be Let's start to explore circles of support. And to do this, the organization needs to, you know, identify what they are, how to get people involved, talk to the families, etc., etc. So what you're doing is you're having three recommendations and finally your conclusions. So that's the structure of your assignment. Very straightforward. So that that's the way I'm suggesting you structure it. Now your tutor may have suggested something slightly different, but Either works, really, but all I'm doing is doing my suggestion in relation to it. So you have you have your introduction, what is PCP, benefits, challenges, recommendations, conclusions. So you have introduction, 250 words, conclusion, again, about 250 words. Your conclusion is made up of two elements, which is one, this is what I've done in this, and this is my key learning. So those are your two elements. And then you have your four headings in between so you have what is pcp benefits challenges and recommendations you have 2000 words for that about 500 words a piece so that's the structure 250 for introduction then 500 for each of these headings what is pcp benefits challenges and recommendations and then finally your conclusion don't overcomplicate this. That's a, that is exactly what we're looking for. You need to use references. People are going to say, how many references? If you're making a point, try and support it with a reference. You definitely need references here. Uh, there's plenty of them in person-centered planning in, in the online databases and libraries and also online itself generally. There's loads of stuff and even organizations, etc. This is one topic where there is not a dearth of information. There's loads of it. So reference and indeed referencing your your marked in relation in, in relation to referencing style. So how do you use them and also how do you build them? How do you build them in your use of referencing? But at this point, you'd be reading more than the module. I would say maybe read a couple of papers or whatever, uh, any books etc. You can grab on person center planning. That's effectively it on the essay. Next one is a reflection activity where you have two YouTube videos and then you need to answer the in the reflection and again the reflection which is meant to come straight after your conclusion based on this document is in your reflection person-centered planning you know so consider the following so person-centered planning what are the key areas the six stages can you identify the stages skills and techniques what elements and skills did you identify in the video as being key have you having viewed this clips what understanding do you now have of the pcp process and action relating to your organization and make connections in your reflection to john o'brien mcknight and any key concepts which are all contained plentifully in the module and indeed there's loads of documents online john o'brien has written loads about person-centered planning online if you do this assignment and do not read his paper framework of accomplishment from 88 89 you know you need to do it so 
in reflection. So you, you make sure you tick them off as you do them. Have I done the person's inner planning bit? Yeah. Have I done the six stages bit? Yeah. You have 1,000 words and you have one, two, three, four areas to review, to reflect on. So again, 250 words. And, and there'd be no harm to kind of do them as, as, as small subheadings, really, just to show the reader, yes, I've engaged with them, you know. So therefore, you have your essay structure, you have your reflection, and then you have your references. And that's the way your Google document should look. Again, any issues with Google document, my role in the college is with Neve is as head of online learning. And, and uh, uh, Neve is, is also, she, she manages the e-learning on, on my OTC. So therefore, it is to ensure that if you have any questions on e-learning, like uh, a few students have said, oh, I, I think I might need a, a degree in IT to complete this course. Not really, because we're there to support you, you know, so if there's any situation where you're sitting at home and kind of going, IT-wise, I'm not sure where this is going, email the e-learning team. We're very good at getting back to people. The final bit is the online assessment, which I'm now going to have a look at. Um, Neve builds these, I don't, so. Online activity one. So I'm going to click on online activity one. Um read you to snow diving for a better world and i see a lot of people have actually engaged in this already which is excellent to see well done to lorraine mcdowell and elizabeth Dohany. Um, hopefully i pronounced your name right in relation to it so well done and to everybody else that's super and it's read you to snow's article available from it's actually online in this group discussion explore your thoughts on the concept of giftedness and you're required to make a minimum of three postings here. The way this is assessed online discussion is do not wait until submission day and then try and cram all three in. We look at the timestamps, and if you've done that, you'll score less. This is really about, and three postings is seen as a minimum. That's passing. Really, you need to have an online discussion, and clever students down through the years have had vivid online discussions with their peers, with their fellow students, and actually used that in their assignments. So very clever to use it so there we have diving for a better world i won't go into the specifics so that's that's on my online activity number one writing about that good old judas snow unfortunately passed away a few years ago um i did a blog article on her i, I am passing away so must look that up and f then looking that so that's uh, online activity one Um, scrolling down here and that's unit one unit unit four is online activity two which is where you upload so in the current dynamic climate of funding restrictions and changes in service delivery there's a recognized need for leadership across all levels of disability services research the topic of leadership using the resources below as a starting point which you have quite a few links there for play to neve Drawing on examples from your own work practice, discuss why leadership skills are considered important and complete the leadership motivation quiz. And then you submit it. And you basically can submit that online there. I don't know how it's set up as a document or you just write it online. Probably better as a document. That seems quite lengthy. But any questions, contact the e-learning team. And I'm sure Neve or myself will get back to you. So that's effectively it. I hope you're enjoying the course so far. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We do try and podcast for each 
assignment element or assessment element of, of each module. And you've seen a variety of other podcasts appearing uh, throughout the course. If you have any questions you want Neve and me to explore on the podcast, because it's normally the pair of us, but unfortunately, Neve is readying herself for the workshops, so she's not here. So it's a case of um, ask us any questions. There's um, a your opinion below on a mic. Uh, this pod, let's see what's actually below it. I might, I might actually put a discussion group below this podcast. If you have any questions on um, or you want us to answer on, on a future podcast, feel absolutely free to contact us. Okay, so thank you very much for listening to me. If you have any questions, ask your tutor who is there for you. And best of luck with this particular assessment. Key thing I would say is do not overcomplicate the essay, which some people tend to do. This is first year. You're spreading your wings. Just use that structure I've given you and move forward. And um, make sure you refer to the question in uh, that's asked of you in the conclusion. You should be fine. Thank you very much.